have some breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news to start episode 91 of the PlayStation Report. What breaking news do you have for us here, Tyler? You know, I don't know how cool it is, but THQ Nordic Winter Survival Game Fade to Silence Leaks. I'm going to throw this in our document. Ooh. How about you just uh, you just go with that to start off the show real quick yeah. here since we're coming in so hot with hot, 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 hot breaking news yeah so we're recording this before the game awards so if we uh, sound game stupid <laughs> that's why <laughs> yeah exactly uh it, this is from game informer earlier this week thq nordic has been teasing a reveal at tonight's game awards with the hashtag endless winter a steam listing going live a little too early has revealed that the game is likely to be Fade to Silence, a third-person winter survival game that includes both battling the elements and also battling monsters. Oh. The listing, which shows the game entering early access, describes the survival title developed by Black Forest Games. Okay. Exciting uh, stuff. You play the role of Ash, a natural but tormented leader. In that role, you explore post-apocalyptic frozen wasteland to gather resources necessary to establish a refuge for survival. With dwindling resources, simple tasks like upgrading equipment and collecting materials quickly require expedition to scavenge the necessary items. There's a little bit more here. Um, the deadliest event is that of a blizzard. If caught by surprise, it takes every ounce of skill and determination and luck to survive. And there's some per- nice and pretty screenshots. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I can dig. I can dig. Hopefully this comes out on, on PlayStation. It, it seems like it could be cool. Hopefully it's not just another survival game. <laughs> but hey, you never know. Mm-hmm. Breaking news. Yeah. Also, I saw one other story that I'm going to end up throwing in our thingy. Okay. But anyways. Video yeah. games, everybody. This oh. is a show about them. And man, PSX is coming up. I am leaving in 12 hours. My flight takes off. Oh boy. So I'm going to be going from this, watching the Game Awards, and then fucking sleeping. I'm going to pack while I watch the Game Awards. I don't have everything packed yet. Oh man, I'm excited. I'm excited for this trip. I know uh, Los Angeles is burning right now. Yeah. Uh, So yeah, if you're going to that area, well, you're probably already there. You're listening to this. It looks like a hellhole over there. I've seen some pictures fucking terrifying i agree it's very sad mm. yeah I, I i i see I, I don't know how to react to that it's just it's a shitty thing that's happening that we really didn't have any control over nope not at all man fire just destroys everything mm. they're doing their like, best to keep it contained boom. but uh apparently the winds are making there are some strong winds that are making it difficult to contain the fires yeah you kind of can't fight fire until the wind is pretty much gone mm-hmm. or died down it's unfortunate for sure it is but look on the bright side we got to play video games that was a good thing that happened this week yeah we played some video games uh we played some more ghost recon together we did that was it's it's really grown on me us just ro- rolling as a squad taking shit yeah. out a lot of stuff yeah. went south now that a uh, unidad is more involved yeah i i feel like we didn't really go through many things stealth we always had to kind of go loud mm-hmm. um but there there were some funny funny moments we had to capture a dude who was in a vehicle driving went in with a helicopter parked the helicopter and then just everything went south mm-hmm. went into this epic chase finished the mission and our buddy accidentally kills the guy we had oh, to redo God. it all over again and then when we redid it all over again it was still just as epic it, okay it let's let's be clear thing. he didn't accidentally kill the guy he purposefully shot the guy yeah he just didn't know it true. would fail the mission yeah he did it a little bit too early 
<laughs> it was funny. I, I like playing that game. I, I can't get upset or anything playing that game. I, it's a game that you just absolutely cannot take seriously. Like if you take it seriously, like you got to lighten up a little bit with that game because it's just an incredible amount of fun to play with people and just laugh and have a good time. Mm-hmm. We also, yeah, we also tried the multiplayer, which yes. is intense. It's four v four on uh, fairly large maps for four v four. Yeah, uh, but I'd say yeah. some of them were a little too big, honestly. Like my favorite map was the quarry, and that's because the quarry was a little bit smaller, a little bit more direct. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the last map we played, I don't know which one it was. We were in a town, and it was just a very, very big map. Yeah, for what but we needed it. But that let me go around behind them and flank them with my silenced pistol and just wipe them. <laughs> Yeah, that was fun. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting mode. It's interesting that they have something like this when they have Rainbow Six Siege. I think they play a little bit differently, but at the same time, they are kind of the same thing. But this is a free mode. Yeah, and that's it's it's awesome that Ubisoft added something like this for free because it gives a game that already has a a lot of content in it. It gives it even more life, you know, which is what they've been doing with a lot of their games and why I feel they've been such a successful company over the past few years. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I I like I, I think Ubisoft heading in a good direction that they've uh, I think they've wisened up about their annualization and just yes the the iteration of the same thing over and over again i think they i think they figured something out yeah for sure they they you know why while other publishers are either annualizing their game or adding a lot of microtransactions to them like very heavily ubisoft while they add microtransactions to some games they 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 have found out that if we continually update and make our games just a viable service pretty much more people are going to just constantly invest over time they might even invest money and we're going to constantly keep coming back they might be buy they might buy more expansions or dlc down the road in the case of like rainbow six siege and that's how we're going to make our money which which is exciting. You know, I, I like that option better. Like they just added a massive, massive update to the division just this week. And it's free. They're adding like whole new zones, weapons, all kinds of shit. Also, I believe that like, game will cool. be free to play this weekend. Yeah. They're doing one of those things, free event. Yep. So if you want to hop in and see what that's about, it's there for you. Yeah. So, I'm curious. Tell me about Destiny 2 Curse of Osiris. You wrote this down here. Do I need to play this? I have not bought it yet. Do I need to play this? No. However, it's just... It's it's if you want to play new Destiny content. But that content isn't the most exciting. I'll say that. You know... This Destiny 2 is in the same exact spot, in my opinion, that Destiny 1 was. It's a little bit better of a game, but it, you know, the problems that it has are both similar and a little bit different at the same time. Um, like the end game in Destiny 1 was like it had an end game, but it was a very grindy end game. Whereas in Destiny 2, there's it's a very shallow end game you know what i mean but the first expansion for destiny one really was kind of lame it had like three missions a strike a raid and new multiplayer maps now those multiplayer maps and the raid you can kind of play over and over again um but i think crota's end is definitely probably the weakest raid that they've done um I haven't played Wrath of the Machine from Rise of Iron or the new one, so I can't say there. But out of all out of all the ones from Destiny One, you know, for sure. And so that was a very kind of content light expansion. This expansion, I feel, honestly, is probably even more content light than the first one. And yes, there's a raid, 
but it's still it's in the same spot it's a different smaller experience i'm still kind of interested in it because i think it the idea of a smaller six-man raid that isn't going to take you 12 hours to do can be way more exciting to me just because you know it's easier to fit in you know the story in this is longer uh however there's there's moments where i'm like this is interesting but i think what's interesting about it honestly is the war implications that it has so you're trying to track down osiris who is like the greatest warlock of all time he had some radical ideals and they exiled him from the vanguard a long time ago we knew that from destiny one that the vex turned mercury into a machine and into a computer basically and through this expansion you see more of that and you see how it happened and i think that's the most fascinating part about it mercury is it's beautiful but it's really small like really small it's the smallest space in destiny 2 um there's one public event there the public event i think is one of the better ones that they've ever done between the first game and the second game and all the dlcs However, you know, they say it's supposed to be rewarding. I did it twice and I got two tokens. So what like what is that? You know what I mean? There's a few chests you can go around and find, but that's literally it. There's not much to do on Mercury, which is a little disappointing. What is there on Mercury is another area though called the Infinite Forest, but you only access that through the strikes and the missions. Uh, the Infinite Forest is kind of procedurally generated area, but it is beautiful and it's interesting. And there's another moment in a strike and an admission where I was honestly completely blown away. You know, not really story-wise, but more of what you end up seeing in the environment. It's literally the most beautiful thing that Bungie has ever created, Period. Uh, the environment that you go to and it is fascinating to me um, but otherwise like the missions are not like they can be fun at times there's some neat boss battles but none that are like wow that was so awesome and that you're really going to remember the mission design is okay the storytelling is I think it's it's on par with what we had during the campaign of Destiny 2, but it's just not as interesting. If that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah, I, I get that. And, and, and the thing is that I just can't stand. I fucking hate when they do this. You know, they put out, like, new content. They put out a DLC, another expansion or something, and they take you back to the same fucking places you've been to so many times. And they do it again with this DLC. Now, you get to see a different area of two of the planets, which is, you know, I can be okay with, like on Earth and uh, Nessus. And, you know, I love Nessus. I think that's a fucking great place and it's cool. Uh, so it was cool to see something a little bit new and fresh there, but it still didn't feel super exciting. There's one mission on IO that is the same fucking shit you've played over and over again. You're literally going in the same path of the Pyramidian strike, I believe it is. It's like, come on, come on. You know, what the fuck? Hearing all this makes me wonder when's Borderlands 3? And does that get announced tonight? Not tonight. <laughs> that would be but. hilarious if it did. And, you know, that it already happened. And then I say it on this podcast or it just didn't happen. You know, I sound like an idiot, as you might want mm -hmm. to believe. Um, yeah. But I, I really want a Borderlands 3 hear, hearing about how much of a bummer that uh, they're treating Destiny 2 pretty much yeah, the same I mean, as the first one. It's always kind of fun in a way to play new destiny content and they raised the light level to 330 and the base level from 20 to 25 so yeah you, know, you raise your numbers up and you feel some satisfaction there uh you get some more powerful gear that's cool i actually got a really cool chest piece and a really cool auto rifle now 
another problem with Destiny 2 that they have right now is I just feel there are some cool weapons in armor, don't get me wrong, but the exotics just don't feel as rewarding, and I don't want them as much as I did in Destiny 1. Like, I wanted fucking everything in Destiny 1, but in Destiny 2, I'm just like, I don't know, they're okay, you know? And, and the duplicate loot and all that stuff is a little frustrating, but, you know, so I, I, I don't know. Maybe there's some really cool, like, weapons and armor later in this DLC. I haven't played the multiplayer maps, so we'll see. You know, I, I do want to dive in at least just play some rounds on there. Um, they added a Heroic Strike playlist, uh, so, you know, strikes are more challenging and stuff. That can always be a fun time. Um, that's it. That's it. Not much there. So, Not much bang for your buck for, uh, I think this is $20. Wow. All right. Yeah, definitely going to stay away from that one, uh, for, yeah, at least I mean, for now, until they like give it away alongside the other expansions. Yeah, if so if I, the other expansions are good, I, I might just... It's at a point where I might just be done with Destiny. Like, I, even a Destiny 3 I might even be done with. Like, it's not... <sighs> They, they just have some work to do, for sure, to make it just more alluring in, in, in everything for endgame players, you know? Yeah, it's, and there's just not, not much here. And it's, it's frustrating that you have the Division dropping a massive update just as big for free. And this is $20. Now, you could point your finger back at me and, like, you dumbass, you bought it. And, Yeah. I know I'm part of the problem, but that, that is a very frustrating thing. And also like destiny Two, I don't know. They just kind of made it a little bit too accessible, you know, because they wanted so many people from destiny one to come back and be like, Hey guys, look, we got a story. We got this, we got that. But they're, they lacked kind of the, the hardcore shit that people really liked about destiny one, where it was the other way around with destiny one. You know, so we'll see. We'll see moving forward. But, you know, if you're done with Destiny 2, honestly, it might be a great idea to wait until next fall to pick this game back up mm -hmm. because, you know, they'll launch with a big expansion, a Taken King like expansion. The other DLCs will be out by then and they will have fixed a ton of shit. Probably it's probably just going to be like Destiny 1, you know, mm. but it might not be a bad idea to wait. Until then, if you want to invest in Destiny 2. That's fine. I have other games I can play. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's another thing I'm thinking, too. I'm like, Jesus Christ, there's still so many great games that I haven't touched yet. You know? The other great game I touched out some was Assassin's Creed Origins. Oh, did and you? How far did you get? I'm going to go kill the crocodile. Okay. But there's times where I thoroughly fucking enjoy myself playing that game and then there's other times where i'm like i am so burnt out on playing this right now yeah i think assassin's creed origins is one of those games where it feels good for like the first hour or two you play it but like after, there's a certain yeah. threshold where you hit where you're like what am i fucking doing anymore i need to go exactly. do so i need to go do something else i need to go play something else <laughs> yeah like there's something about assassin's creed syndicate that i honestly could play that game all day but this game, I'm just like, there's something where I just get very, very tired of playing it. Um, so we'll see. I'm not, I'm not going to talk about that game too much until I finish it, which might be a little bit. Because there's some other games that I have and I want to start before uh, some end of the year stuff. I just want to want to play, play some of them. Mm. That's all I played. What else you got? I found myself walking back into Mordor, Middle Earth yeah. Shadow of War. Uh, I've captured two additional fortresses now. Uh, I'm working on a third. Uh, well, it'll be a fourth fortress since I already had one. But yeah, I'm I'm, I'm working on some stuff in that game. I'm working through. Uh, I don't know. I, I might be halfway through that game. Is it? tough to play this game after assassin's creed uh i or any of them just that close together 
you know. I think Assassin's Creed has kind of like softened me up a little bit. Like I can, I feel like I can play these types of games now. Like whereas before I was like, I was just getting burnt out on Shadow of War before Assassin's Creed. I feel like I'm a little bit more tolerant now of that kind of gamey ass shit that they put in the games. I mean, yeah, it's a video game, but some, some they gamify some things that are just kind of dumb. Uh, yes, but I the one thing. Go ahead. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm really enjoying like the Nemesis system has really kicked up. I I think there's a, I've seen a lot more variety than I used to, and uh, a lot of, a lot of the different kind of quirks that they have. Uh, it, they're really playing interestingly with each other and it, I don't know there's something satisfying about going into a new area and just dominating all the captains and war chiefs and then just assaulting the fortress and stuff I, I like the the big set pieces like that they look really cool mm-hmm. yeah the one thing I was going to say, you know, speaking of like gamifying things, one thing that really bothered me in Assassin's Creed Origins is Bayek in a cutscene was really mad and he said, fuck. I'm just like, oh, this probably didn't happen, you know? Back yeah, in the day. especially like, since they, they use like weird words. Yeah. And then it they totally didn't exist. Yeah, but but no, like they they say fuck, but then like in other they say like other words that I just don't understand, which I guess are like terms of address, like neb or something like that. I, I don't know what that shit means, but I guess some cultural thing. I can't really explain it. But then they turn around and they just yeah, like you said, yeah, it was just I don't know, it just really bothered me for some reason. Like they, sh- you didn't have to put that in because it just doesn't make sense. It was like um. Assassin's Creed Unity, Unity, yeah, the one in France, but everyone spoke English. Okay, you know, it was like, come on, man. Yeah, I I know most people speak English, but hey, I, I could be down for some some other stuff. That's what subtitles are for. Yeah, and especially in Assassin's Creed, like, sure, like maybe in cutscenes they'll speak English or something. I I just want like the background noise to be totally foreign. So that when while you're actually right. playing the game, like there, I don't know. It's I I think uh, Ubisoft in general has a weird relationship with language, especially judging by Ghost Recon Wildlands choice oh, yeah. choice in language. Uh, That's what they think American special forces sound like. That's yeah. it's, I I don't know. It's it sound it's like it's really immature. It really is. Like, these are fucking professional killers, and they're talking like teenagers. Yeah. Yes. One thing, last thing I'm going to say about Assassin's Creed Origins, and this kind of applies to a lot of the big open-world games now, I kind of feel bad for the team designing that world, in a way, because they put so much time and effort and creativity in passion into that world, especially in the Assassin's Creed Origins. Like you can tell, it is one of the coolest, most beautiful open worlds I've ever seen. And most players won't see large majority in large chunks of it. You know what I mean? Like it's cool. It, it brings the world alive so well. I give them a ton of credit. But at the same time, it kind of depressed me a little bit. Like, man, I worked so hard in this town and fucking barely anyone saw it you know Mm. i guess that's that's what you you gotta know that going in when you're playing an open world game Mm. or designing one yeah i i also played uh some gran turismo sport with your racing wheel with my fucking racing wheel man and by golly i'm getting better at it you over here to being Dale Earnhardt, you winning everything? I ain't winning everything, man, but I am I'm making it competitive. Have you won online? Dude, it is so tough. Yeah, it is so imagine. tough to win online. They, they have some seriously good racers. Yeah. But uh, they did just pass an update like two days ago that are, it's trying to fix some of the matchmaking stuff so you do get matched more with people around your skill level. 
because I guess before it wasn't necessarily taking that into account or the gap, it wasn't like progressing fast enough so that there was a difference. Uh, but yeah, you have a driver rating and a sportsmanship rating and it wasn't like really taking the driver rating into account since a lot of people were just the same default driver rating and it hasn't mm -hmm. moved very much for some people. I think they made some adjustments so that moves more. Uh, yeah, I, I, I really enjoy that game with my racing wheel. But How's it feel? It, let me tell you what. It feels excellent. It is... It, this is the way to play racing games. I will say, however, driving off-road on dirt and gravel, the force feedback you get on the wheel rattles the fuck out of the desk. Yeah, and that is, that's imagine. a little distracting. But yeah, like I like the feeling of rally racing, though, too. Getting all that counter-steer and stuff and trying to reestablish yourself. It's like, I, I really like racing with a wheel. It feels yeah. so much better than with a controller. I might not be better at it yet with the wheel than I am a controller, but it just it's more fun for me to play it that way. Right. Like I, I wouldn't play it with the controller if I had the option of the wheel. Does your wheel work only with like PlayStation or does it work with anything? It works for PlayStation and PC. I'm going okay. to I'm gonna I'm gonna try a little bit of fuckery to see if it works with my Xbox so I can play Forza with it too. Yeah, dude, you imagine like playing Forza Horizon with that game with that wheel or something just sliding around. Yeah, it's a Logitech wheel. All sorts of shit. But it's like PlayStation branded, so I'm not sure if there's anything special about like the the encoding for the inputs or something, because it does work just perfectly with PC. Yeah. Okay. Because I was playing some Euro Truck Simulator 2 with it as well. <laughs> Fucking trucking, yeah. man. I managed to back a trailer in. <laughs> That was really fun. Yeah. I was having so much trouble backing trailers in. I've never done it in real life, so... Yeah. I figured out how to do it in a video game. Woohoo. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm really enjoying that game, too, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a little chat with Geo Corsi, see if we can bring that over to PlayStation. Yeah. Hit him up at PSX. Mm-hmm. Hashtag building the list. Yeah, baby. But that's pretty much everything that I played. Yeah. I'm... Yeah. Let's get into the news. Let's do it. And let's start the news with some numbers. Some sales numbers, to be specific. Did you know the PlayStation 4 has sold over 70 million units? No. And that PSVR has sold 2 million units? Wow. Those are real numbers. That's insanity. 70 million, dude. I mean, that's they're getting up there. They're almost past the PS3. Oh, getting yeah. very, very close. They'll probably be past there, I would imagine, by like next summer. Mm -hmm. At the rate that they're going. Um, still lots of time in the holiday season to, to sell a lot of consoles. Um, and PlayStation VR being at 2 million, that's great because that's just even more of a install base for those sorts of games, you know, so that developers can be like, hey, well, there's a 2 million install base here. That's not too bad. We can probably sell X amount of copies of our small little game and hopefully make some money. I also saw Spit sticking with the same story. 617.8 million copies of PS4 games and over 12.2 million copies of PlayStation VR titles have been sold as of December 3rd. So over half a billion games have been sold on PlayStation. That's money, baby. That's money. That, that is a lot. And, and that's compared to June. They said they were at 60 million units in 487.8 games so they've sold like 130 million games in in uh six months the success of this console is just crazy and it just has no signs of slowing down either you know especially with that just insane first party lineup they have next year you know i i tweeted it as a joke but maybe the reason it's so hard to pick a game of the year 2017 is because 2017 was a year of games. Yeah, maybe for sure. You know, I, I feel the PS4 though has 
at least two healthy, solid years left in it. You know, I can totally see Sony's next console being revealed in like 2019 and possibly launching that fall, but I still think the PS4 will have a very healthy uh, life in that year, you know? Mm -hmm. So who knows? Uh, I fully believe that this console will hit 100 million. Oh, yeah, yeah. Easily. You know, I can see it going up to maybe the 120 range. Because now, too, like, especially with some sales, I mean, you can pick up a base PS4 for 200 bucks. It's insane. That is just a tremendous amount of value. Mm. Yeah, I... I think the PlayStation 4 that that $200 price rate like I, I think I think games as a game system the PlayStation 4 is it's it's the total package really it's it's uh, it's affordable there are a lot of good games and a lot of a huge range of games like a lot of smaller stuff a lot of bigger stuff too it's I, I think it has a great variety a great a uh, big library there and there's yeah and the ex- I, I just think exclusive wise, Sony is kicking Microsoft's ass, and it's pretty evident. Yeah, I mean, I think over the past two years, absolutely. Mm. No, the first two years, I, I think you could make the argument that Xbox had the better exclusive lineup, but really, I feel since since Bloodborne hit, they've just been knocking it out of the park, mm-hmm. and they should, <laughs> they. You know, they have no signs of slowing down. No? You know, I mean, Xbox has like three exclusives lined up for next year. None of them are ones that I feel like you're going to run out and buy a console for. Um, maybe see a Thieves if it's good. But but you, there is no world where any of them in my mind stand up to anything that Sony has as long as those games deliver. You know? Mm-hmm. I, the most important thing that Microsoft has coming to their console is PUBG. Yeah, we that's play that on PC. That's but I huge. feel like that's going to be a very big game for them next week. Yep. Uh, did I didn't put it in the list? But did you see that uh, the PlayStation Store might have leaked God of War's announced uh, release date? I did March uh, March twenty second. Yep, that's yeah. correct. It's exciting. That's a great time for that game. I feel. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, oh man, I I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, let's take a peek at the sales numbers, though, for November. We were curious about where where some of this stuff would land. So I'll get us started on PlayStation Four from twenty to eleven. You'll get us from ten to one, as we always do. Yeah, and these are just uh, PlayStation downloads. Yes, this is a PSN store. Yes. Uh, so we got Mortal Kombat X at 20. At number 19 is Elder Scrolls V Skyrim Special Edition. At 18, Uncharted The Lost Legacy. 17, Wolfenstein 2 The New Colossus. 16, Rocket League. 15, Seven Days to Die. 14, Overwatch Game of the Year Edition. 13, The Sims 4. 12, Uncharted, the Nathan Drake Collection, and at 11 is Injustice 2. Number 10, NBA 2K18. 9, Grand Theft Auto 5. 8, Madden NFL 18. 7, Rainbow Six Siege. 6, FIFA 18. 5, Assassin's Creed Origins. 4, Need for Speed Payback 3. Horizon Zero Dawn. 2, Star Wars Battlefront 2. And number 1, Call of Duty World War 2. People jumping back on that Horizon Zero Dawn, getting yeah. a sale spike because of that uh, DLC. Yeah, and I think it was also on sale for like twenty bucks or something too. Yeah, so. it was. Wolfenstein uh, Two. You motherfuckers out there need to buy Wolfenstein Two. I know, man. Yeah, you know, I, I hope that game sold a lot during Black Friday. I mean, it was on sale for twenty five bucks some places and. You know, it's cool that it's hanging in here, but man, that game never cracked the top 10. That just kind of stinks. And it is definitely in my top 10 games of this year. Yeah, definitely. It, you know, makes me sad. Star Wars Battlefront 2 being at number two. Yeah, you, know, you motherfuckers just 
fucking shame. You want to talk shit out there on the internet, and then you want to go fucking buy this game anyway? Fuck yeah. you. I know. It's just ridiculous. Put your money where your mouth is with that stuff. Um, GTA 5 and number 9, I'm only bringing this up because shout out the Noclip. Their hillbillies of GTA Online is just one of the coolest stories, I think, in all of games. It's fascinating. It's basically this this crew in GTA Online that are went from playing games together to actually being like a lot of really good friends and they get together every year and have a lot of fun. It's a great story. Go go check that out. Uh, worthy of note, uh, under the DLCs, uh, Call of Duty's World War II season pass at number one, but at number two is the Frozen Wilds. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's good for that. A lot of people playing that. And number in, three. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, oh yeah. And number three, of course, the premium pass for Battlefield One. Yeah, I wonder if that's just up there. It was on sale for like fifteen bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, PSVR Sky uh, Skyrim VR took the number one spot there. Unsurprising. A lot of people trying that out. I'm not sure if I want to play that game in VR. Yeah. I've, I've played enough hours of that game. I don't need to get lost in it in VR. Right. Uh, Doom VFR coming in at number seven. Yeah, yeah. that's the thing. It's it, I, I've seen some gameplay of it. Doesn't look like a game I want to particularly play. Right. And then Monster of the Deep Final Fantasy 15 coming in at number nine on the PlayStation VR. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not a lot coming out for the Vita anymore, but God of War PlayStation Vita collection taking the number one spot there, followed by Va Eleven Hal A, the number two. Yep, yep. That's how that's how it's meant to be said. <laughs> you motherfucker, we've been over this. Undertale at number four. There, I'm gonna finish that game on my flight. Right on. And Bully takes the PlayStation Classics top spot. You know, it's PlayStation Classics is mostly just uh, Rockstar making money. Yeah. So uh, there you go. Although there's one very interesting thing on here. Number eight, Crash Team Racing. Nice. That's fucking awesome. Bring Crash Team Racing over to PS4, man. I don't even give a shit if it's just hey, you, you a PlayStation are, 1 game. You are getting a PlayStation mascot game, yeah. a racing game coming. So just hold your horses. Maybe it'll happen. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, what Jack Two, Jack Three, and Jack X are all out now. Yes. On PS4. If you wanted, I'm gonna go pick up Jack X because <laughs> I haven't played that game forever. I want to remember that game. I don't remember. I don't, I don't it. remember it. Yeah, me either. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, it's getting and just also, oh that really cool PlayStation Two theme. That is out as well. I need, yes, up. I need to get that like yes. right after this. Uh, there were a couple of announcements this week. Yeah. Uh, probably the biggest one, Mega Man 11 coming to PlayStation 4 in 2018. They're also doing a Mega Man X collection. Yep. I believe that will also be coming to PlayStation. Yes, it will be. So, yeah. A new Mega Man in 2018. Yeah. After the failure of Mighty Number no. 9. Yeah, well, I wonder if they look at Mighty Number no. 9 and it's like, this is shit, we can do it better. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's cool. Honestly, you know, I it's been a little bit since there's been a Mega Man game. People love Mega Man. They just, you know... Capcom kept re-releasing all these old Mega Man games, and it's just like, come on, just put out a new Mega Man game, and and here you go. Honestly, didn't think it was going to happen. I thought Capcom was just a little bit done with making brand new Mega Man games, but it's glad I'm glad they're giving it a shot. I wonder if like the success of say Resident Evil Seven and the excitement around that game. I mean, this game was probably started in development before you know that game resident evil 7 was announced but i wonder if they saw that and they're like okay that's one of our classic franchises we can do this correctly and still be super successful i wonder if that translated it's it, i wonder if it's going to translate to mega man 11 you know like let's go back 
just execute on what people love about Mega Man 11 and hope it's a success. Mm. I don't mind the art style, though. I think it's it's nice and clean looking. Yeah, but it looks cool. I know people are up in arms on it. Um, late 2018 on this one, they said. Yeah. I've never played a Mega Man game in my life. I have, and I suck at them. <laughs> <laughs> I've always been interested in them, just never, never really played them. Mm. We'll be able to finish off Life is Strange this year. Episode 3 coming out on December 20th. Frank, I am so excited for this. Which means we might have to delay our Game of the Year discussion till the week after that. Maybe, but holy mother of pearl, I am excited. Mm. Yeah. Really excited. Uh, we discussed last week, well, we mentioned last week that uh, Ashley Birch is coming back as uh, as Chloe for the uh, for the bonus episode. So I think this one's still voiced by the other actor. Yeah. That's, Which is fine to me. Yeah, I, I wonder when that bonus episode's going to release, if it's going to release alongside this or later. Yeah, I'm hoping that they put that bonus episode out as separate. I was a jackass and didn't buy the deluxe edition in this game. <laughs> fuck is up. wrong with you? I know. What the... I, I know. And looking at it, it's it's a decision that I I honestly feel really stupid about because it wasn't that much more expensive. <laughs> Mother, <laughs> it was only fucker. a few dollars, and I'm just like, I don't know. I guess I was just a cheap ass that day. I really, really can't uh, explain. I know. You dingus. I'll just go go cry in a corner now. Hey, don't cry in a corner. Square Enix is teasing something you'll like. Tomb Raider Woo! coming in 2018. Hell yeah. I wonder what the title is going to be, if it's going to be Shadow of the Tomb Raider, like that leak. Remember that leak on that bus in, what, Toronto or something like that? Yeah, well, apparently each letter, the first letter in every sentence spells Shadow in their message. They said, Square Enix is excited to share some big news with you next year. Honestly, we wish we could share it with you right now, but we're taking a new approach this time. A new Tomb Raider game is coming. Driven by our goal of putting our fans first, we want you to know that it won't be very long between the official reveal and when you can play. Our journey together will begin with a major event in 2018. We simply can't wait to take you on Lara Croft's Defining Adventure. Cheeky bastards. <laughs> yeah. What do you think that big event is? Uh... Do you think they'll hold off till E3? Man, what, like, what is before E3? CES? CES, but yeah, I mean, games don't get, really get revealed then. And Gamescom uh, is not necessarily for bigger developers. Like, I, I don't think they do it. It's, yeah, and I mean, Gamescom isn't really for a lot I mean, of really huge announcements no, anymore. Uh, not Gamescom, that's... PAX East. Oh, PAX East, but, oh, uh, shoot. GDC, that's what I meant. Oh, yeah, GDC. Yeah, that's not really for announcements either. So I'm wondering if they do like a Final Fantasy 15 thing and they have their own. Oh, yeah. That, that would be funny. Yeah, I, I could and see they that. Stand up there and give the release date and then delay the game two months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yo, man, there's there's also a few things with this one. I hope it's not multi- or, uh, exclusive to anything, mm-hmm. you know. Which I don't think they're going to do that. But two, I really hope that they don't put this game out at a bad time. Because they put it out the same day as Fallout 4. You know, it, yes, it was only on Xbox One, but that game got fucking destroyed when it came out. It was like Titanfall 2 last year, you know? Hey, but business decisions have only been getting better in video games, haven't they? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Uh, you know, going back to you bringing up business decisions, let's talk about Destiny 2 again really quick. All right. Hit it. I feel fucking bad for the people that didn't buy the DLC because they raised all of the light levels for the raid and the prestige nightfall and I think something else. And you're like locked out of them if you didn't buy the shit. Well, it looks like Sorry I'm not. Your luck. Yeah, I'm not going to play Destiny anymore. It's like, yeah, that's a little fucked up. 
Like, hey, you can only keep playing if you buy our DLC. I might just go play, like, another MMO instead instead of that. Yeah. I've actually been itching to get into World of Warcraft, so... Maybe when the vanilla servers launch for that, I'll, I'll get in there. Yeah, maybe. Mm. We'll see. But yeah, I'm, I really am excited for Shadow of the Tomb Raider. It's gonna... I... I just wonder where where the story goes because yeah. I'm, I'm trying to remember where uh, where the last one left off, but I, I don't think it really there was a real cliffhanger, was there? Um, there, I mean, some a big place was burning. There was Trinity. You killed a guy. How did it end? End? Yeah, I don't really remember either. Shit. Um, were you in the mansion? Because you went there a few times. Damn. Man, maybe I need to play that again. <laughs> well, I mean, gameplay-wise, I'm wondering what they're going to do with that, too. I mean, I just love how Tomb Raider feels and everything, but what they did with Rise of the Tomb Raider, I thought was amazing. Like, the environments were just... They were bigger, but they were, you know, just the right size. Mm-hmm. But they were kind of a fun, small little play box to to fuck around and, and and have a lot of fun with. And then it was just linear enough too, you know. That like they struck a really good balance with those things. So gameplay wise, I'm like, well, what the hell are you going to do here? Mm. That's why I'm not a game developer. I'm not a game developer either. But uh, if I were. I'd make a mech game. <laughs> yeah. But a good thing I don't have to be a developer to get a mech game, because uh, From Software suggesting that Armored Core isn't finished. Oh, it's not. Um, they did have a stream, like, celebrating the anniversary. They didn't have anything to announce on an Armored Core. But uh, on their Twitter, they were saying that they don't intend to end the Armored Core series as it is right now. So, uh... I'm looking forward to them working on some Armored Core. They're not working on Dark Souls anymore. They've finished the last DLC for that. Yeah. You know... But they're probably working on another fucking Bloodborne. Which, great. Work on another Bloodborne, but I want my damn Armored Core, you motherfuckers. Well, what's going to make you more money? Frank a Souls game or Armored Core? Armored Core. (laughs) I'm going to lie to myself and say Armored Core. I'm not going to lie, though. Just because of what the Souls franchise has done to From Software as a, a developer that people love and have a lot of hype behind them, I feel like there could be some hype around an Armored Core. Maybe. I've never played an Armored Core game. I've only played Chrome Hounds on the old Xbox 360. Do you remember that game? Yeah, also made by From Software. Was it? Shit. Yeah, From Software, but I think Sega published it and owns the rights. I did not know that. There you go. I'm going to look. I'm going to verify. I'm going to verify that real quick, just just in case. But I'm almost certain. Yep, made by From Software, published by Sega. Wow, there you go. Um, I know some things about video games. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, From Software also announced that an Armored Core dynamic theme is going to be out on PS4 soon. There you go. Mm. Yeah. And just because they don't have anything to announce doesn't mean that there's nothing in the works. True. Armored Core VR. <sighs> no. Just no? no? Well, really? You wouldn't want to be, you know, in a cockpit of a big mech. I would. But, man, I, just, I don't think they have the... They need to put Armored Core out there again, like... In the, it needs to be more popular than it is now for to succeed in VR. I'm not. I'm not saying it would be a bad game in VR. I'm just saying that it it would probably kill the franchise if they did an exclusive VR title. Mm-hmm. But if they have like a VR mode, I'd be in for it. Well, the whole game is playable in VR. It's a Resident Evil Seven situation. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. How about Mech Assault on the Xbox? You remember that? You ever play Mech Assault? Oh, no, I didn't. No. I played a lot of Mech Assault 1 and 2 back in the day. Those were some of the first games I got into. 
Those were fucking great. That's a franchise Microsoft should bring back as, as an exclusive. Fucking hype, bro. I would be stoked. Well, the Mech game Assault. awards are tonight. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Can't wait for the new Mech Assault game. That's what they're going to end with. We have one more thing. Uh, Mech Assault 3. Maybe they didn't make a Mech Assault 3. I don't fucking know. Hmm. I don't know either. But what I do know is that Assassin's Creed Origins just wants you to play that game forever. Oh! They're adding a horde mode and a new difficulty. Okay. So, yeah. I don't know what a horde mode looks like in Assassin's Creed. I don't know why they're doing this. But hey, they're supporting their video game. I think the weekly challenges that they've been doing are are pretty cool, like the, the god challenges. But I, I, I didn't really foresee a horde mode. No, me either. It could be neat. Uh, they're going to have enemy scaling for all difficulties. That could be very neat. And there's a new event quest called Here Comes the New Challenger, which, yeah, that's, that's a horde. Never mind. It's just what it's called. I mean, hey, more stuff to play in Assassin's Creed Origins. Like that game needs more stuff. Uh, you know, resources that worked on that could have made sure that, uh, you know, these next games weren't delayed. Tyler, you put this in here. Tell us yeah. about what Ubisoft isn't giving us anytime soon. Well, Far Cry 5 has been delayed one month. That game's now going to come out March 27th. Oh, the God. Crew 2 had a date of March 16th. That's now... Uh, it's just supposed to come out in the first half of their fiscal year, 2018-2019. Uh, and they also said that they delayed another title, but that title has been unannounced so far. Uh, but they said, for Far Cry 5, the extra time will allow the team at Ubisoft Montreal to make additional improvements that will bring the best, most ambitious Far Cry experience in line with the team's original vision. They also said, you know, related it back to Assassin's Creed Origins, how they took a year off on on Assassin's Creed, and now that game is doing really well sales-wise and critically and everything, so that they're going to look at doing that a lot more with a lot of their titles, which I think makes sense. Maybe they were going to put out maybe they were going to put out a Watch Dogs game next year, but they're they're decided uh, not to. Yeah, uh, I mean, a Watch Dogs. Three in 2018 could be cool, but I don't know if I'd want it that soon. Just let people sink their teeth into Watch Dogs 2, because that was a phenomenal game. That I feel too many people missed out on. Mm -hmm. But more development time, that's always a good thing. Yeah, but it's never a bad thing. If that God of War release date turns out to be true... Yeah. Does, that does not mean good things for Far at least for me, to for me actually playing Far Cry 5. Right. At least close also, to launch. Yeah. And also playing Ghost Recon Wildlands, I'm like, damn, Far Cry 5's all co-op. That could be fun. Mm -hmm. Fun in the goofy way that Wildlands is. Oh, yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. But that game is not coming until March... We had games coming out this week. Not too many, well, I don't think. I want to say I have one other story that might excite you. Maybe not. I don't know. Hit me, baby. One Dying Light is getting a standalone Battle Royale expansion in 2018. Because what game isn't? <laughs> it's called Bad Blood. The multiplayer expansion features PvP and PvE styles of gameplay while retaining the core of Dying Light's unique experience. In the new mode, each match begins with six players being dropped into a zombie-infested area. The goal is to collect enough zombie blood samples to earn a spot on spot on the extraction helicopter before night falls. Hmm. Sounds so weird. not not as large as PUBG or Fortnite, but still could be. It it doesn't really seem like a battle royale thing. It's exactly seems more like a multiplayer mode. So I don't know if Battle Royale is the right term for this. I think you need a very large player pool 
for a battle royale. And it needs to be focused on uh, the last person standing, not... <laughs> I don't. I don't think like having a spot. Like, if multiple people can win, that's not a battle royale, unless right. there's teams. And then, yeah, okay, that's that's a team battle royale. But, I, yeah, I feel like yeah. there can only be one winner or one winning team. But like a battle royale with a PVE like element, like if there is zombies or something like that, that could could be interesting if done right. I mean, there's it stu- also. Go ahead. There's stuff like that in PUBG where, like, there's the red zone where bombs drop and shit like that. There are, like, environmental uh, factors that go into, uh, that can go into a battle royale. It doesn't have to be, like, enemy AI, which can be hard to, like, put at that huge scale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, but good on Techland for still adding content to Dying Light three years after it launched. Quick sidebar, I had an idea for a Battle Royale game. Yeah. Uh, I think, I forget who reported on this. I think it was PlayStation Lifestyle. Uh, but uh, Housemark for their next game is working in Unreal. Unreal 4, which is what uh, Fortnite and uh, PUBG use. I was thinking of a twin-stick shooter Battle Royale. I would love that. I would... I would be insane. I would adore it so much. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's just my idea for a battle royale game. Uh but not that game doesn't exist, unlike the games that released this week, Tyler. Yes. And I'll I guess games have returned. They have returned, Tyler. Put on your thinking caps. We're gonna try to decipher what these what these uh descriptions mean. Yeah. First one up. At, at in time? Yes. PS4. Hat in time is a cute as heck 3D platformer featuring a little girl who stitches hats for wicked powers. Freely explore giant worlds and recover timepieces to travel to new heights. All right. That's, that's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. This game is weirdly published by IGN in a weird way. Oh, yeah. Is it because they bought that Humble Bundle shit? That's yeah. that company? Mm-hmm. Okay. Weird. Next Very up. Very weird. Next up is a Battlestar Galactica Deadlock. Travel to the heart of the first Cylon War to fight epic 3D battles that will test your tactical prowess. Take control of the colonial fleet from the bridge of the mobile shipyard Daedalos and free the 12 colonies from the Cylon threat. Next up is Boiling Bolt, PS4. Play as June, a soldier struggling to defend her island against an organization wanting to drain its energy. Her decisions will prove crucial for the outcome of this world in ruins. Mm. That is some weird art. What is that thing? Yeah, it's like weirdly out of focus. I feel like I should know what yeah, that thing is. I know. And it's like they just kind of stole some art from like Borderlands 2. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, Looks a little bit like that. We'll move on here. Chaos on Deponia on PlayStation 4. Digital. Rufus is back. He strives to leave Deponia and reach the legendary floating city of Elysium. Wow. Sounds like that movie, Elysium. <laughs> yeah. Dead Rising 4's Frank's Big Package. Oh, yeah. PS4 Digital and Retail. Dead Rising 4 Frank's Big Package provides an all-previously-released game provides all-previously-released game content in one package. Additionally, it features all-new an all-new mode called Capcom Heroes, a new way to experience Dead Rising 4's story it lets Frank West wear outfits inspired by classic Capcom characters. Hmm. That's great. Um, yeah. Horizon Zero Dawn is a complete edition that includes its uh, that includes its new DLC. Yes. Uh, we've talked a lot about Horizon Zero Dawn. You know what that is. But after that is Invector on PlayStation 4 digitally. 
turn up the volume and take rhythm gaming to new heights all the way into space. Woo! Next up is Jack 2. Do we read these? I don't... I think these are classics yes. that everybody knows and everybody should know. Yeah, so Jack 2, Jack 3, and Jack X Combat Racing are all PS2 games now on PS4, so that's very cool. Next up is Justice League VR, the complete experience. Warner Brothers invites you to join Justice League in thrilling cinematic virtual reality experience that allows you to step into the shoes and master the powers of iconic superhero, DC superheroes, Batman, Wonder Woman, Superman, The Flash, Aquaman, and Cyborg. This seems like some sort of porn thing. Yeah. I don't think it's a porn thing, though. <laughs> this next thing also sounds like a porn thing. Let them come on PlayStation 4 digitally. It's not about porn. You are Rock Gunner, a mercenary gun for hire with alien blood on his hands. Twitchy trigger fingers and focused back battle tactics are the order of the day as you take on this ultimate survival mode challenge to wipe out every alien on this ship. Rock Gunner mm -hmm. is the best video game character name of 2017. Okay. Just kidding. But it is pretty damn good. Loco Roco 2 remastered on PS4. The Moja boss is not willing to accept defeat. Armed with a deadly song that sucks the life out of all living things, the evil Mojo army have returned to enslave the Loco Roco. Help Loco Roco bring life and music back to the planet in this exciting sequel. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Next up is Mitch Berry Challenge on PlayStation 4 digitally. Mitch Berry Challenge is a light-hearted retro-inspired 2D platformer with simple controls. Control uh, challenging levels, hand drawn animations, and a full soundtrack. <laughs> Great, a full soundtrack. <laughs> we didn't do just a half a soundtrack. We got a full soundtrack in this game. Never end on PS4. Never end is a roguelike dungeon crawler where you, a simple adventurer, suddenly wake up in another dimension. Inside this dimension, there is no sun, and the world, and the whole world is caved in. Enemies swarm you from left to right, and you need to learn how to defend yourself. Mm -hmm. Just grab a gun. Just shoot everything with a gun. That's how you defend yeah. yourself. Yeah. Next up. Oh, God. Oh, my God, heads. On PlayStation 4, a frenetic multiplayer fracas in which four players swing pointy swords, sling explosive pies, and celebrate victory with exu with exuberant aplomb. I have no, I have not seen that word ever before. There's two words in this sentence that I don't know if they're real. What the fuck is a fracas? And what is an aplomb? <laughs> I don't know what the second one is, but a fracas, I think, is kind of like, I don't know, it's like kind of a... a like, ruckus? Something like that. It's some sort of, like, disorganized, like, chaotic thing. I don't know. Yeah. Next up is Snow Fortress on PS4. Snow Fortress is a VR snow fort building and battle game. Relive your childhood by building snow forts as you prepare for epic snowball fights. Mm. Speaking of snow, Overwatch's Winter Wonderland events coming back December twelfth. Mm, there's not much. There's a new like Yeti mode or something where there's five maze against one Winston, and the Winston like gets stronger over time. Okay, I'm like okay. Other than that, not just much there. Just thought I'd throw it out. Asymmetric multiplayer, just like Evolve. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'll get back to winter here real soon after this. Square Boy versus Bullies Arena Edition in PlayStation 4. Someone needs to teach those bullies a lesson in pain. So no, why not let it be you? Yeah. Hold on. <laughs> I'm, we're going to learn. We're going to learn two words quick. Definition of fracas. A noisy disturbance or quarrel. Okay. Aplomb 
self-confidence or assurance, especially when in a demanding situation. Whatever. Whatever. (laughs) Can can we just, like, use words that, you know, people who are reading them are going to understand? Yeah. Uh, Steep Winter Games Edition PS4 Digital Retail. So if you didn't play Steep, you can play it again. (laughs) Steep Winter Game Edition includes Steep, the massive open world of the Alps in Alaska, where you master the world's most epic mountains with a snowboard, wingsuit, paraglider, and skis, and now Steep Road to Olympics takes you on the journey to become to become an Olympic Winter Games champion. Next, uh, man, I should have had you read this. Next up, <sighs> Tokyo Xanadu EX Plus. Tokyo Xanadu EX Plus is a massive action RPG on a high school student. Kutokisaka encounters the nightmare realm known as the Eclipse. His world is forever changed. And the last one here, I'm not going to read, but it is The Walking Dead, a Telltale series collection, both digital and retail on PS4. It is every Walking Dead Telltale game, all three seasons, including Michonne. Hmm. So if you're getting hyped about the final season, there you go. Although that's a lot of Telltale to play in one package. Mm. Yeah. That's it. I think we, we did the thing. watch the Game Awards, man. Yeah, we do. Ten uh, minutes. Yeah, in ten minutes. So we're going to sign off real quick here so we can go do that. Remember, if you have any questions for us, you can send those questions in to our email at PlayStation Report Podcast. PlayStation Report Podcast at gmail.com. Or you could tweet us at PS Report Podcast. You can find me at The Arctic Sloth. I also stream a lot on Twitch. Same username, The Arctic Sloth. Tyler, you can find him at Plugged On Vids. That's also his YouTube channel where he does reviews of other things. Yeah, we just passed 2,000 subscribers. That's nice. Indeed. Um, Thank you all for listening this week. Next week, we should have a healthy dose of news with the Game Awards and PSX happening. I'll have some stories from PlayStation Experience. And it will be a good time. Yeah, have a good time. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you next week with episode 92. Yeah. Uh, Be good to each other. Play your video games. And... Which one are you going to use? Which one are you going to use? Stay saucy. Press up to see the D-pad. Press up the D-pad. Yeah.